0: You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host, as always, Dane Martinez, getting it going. And listen up. This is episode 365, a year of fantasy freestyle. We've been doing it right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out, as always, to everybody in the stats overbeat cipher who's getting down. Uh, you know, we're going to try and help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got a, um, I got a feel-better shout-out to my man Danny Otto. Danny Otto under the weather a little bit today. So in his place, we got Sean Angle right there, um, the son of the NASCAR hour back in the day. Sean Angle bringing the heat, always going to make it sound real good down there in the fantasy pit of misery. So dilly-dilly to him. Dilly-dilly to everybody. I also want to say this episode is going to be in memory, of apparently, of Luke Perry. Luke Perry passing away today at the age of 52 of obviously of 90210 fame. Anybody that is of a similar age as a spitting statistician will remember Luke Perry and 90210. But any, I digress. It is a year of fantasy freestyle. We got a lot to talk about in this hour. Here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to first start, start with the uh, NFL combine that took place over the last weekend out there in Indianapolis. I'll tell you a couple of takeaways that I had from that. You know, everything from Kyler Murray and the other or the quarterbacks to kind of this idea of, that I've been saying it for weeks now. That the um, the 2019 NFL draft is stacked with defensive front seven talent. Okay. And that showed itself last weekend. Okay. So what does that mean? Some teams are going to do. We'll get into that. Also, um, I you know, every year we hear that some of these individuals got asked crazy questions by the teams. I have a couple of those. And Sean, who's down there in the fantasy pit of misery, he'll help me decipher what was kind of the craziest question that someone got asked uh, so far. Okay. But people, People coming out there right now, uh, Mendo Bruce got a notification. That's what's up. I'm glad you got your notifications on. Big shout out, of course, to Jilly Dilly Strong Style, Brian C up in there. Jilly Dilly, check it out. Episode 365, a year's worth of Fantasy Freestyle. Could y'all have imagined that when the Stats Over Beat Cypher started? But, yes, we are going to talk about the Combine, and like I said, we're going to decide which of the craziest questions that people were asked in the the NFL draft combine, but it also got a poll question up, okay? That is my poll question today. I want to ask you guys when teams are evaluating the draft stock or, you know, they're, they're these prospects, what do you think should be the first thing they look at? Is it the stats from the combine? Because you see guys running, you know, you got defensive linemen running in the four fives. You got six foot seven quarterback running in the four fives. You know what I mean? Should it be that? Should it be these scouting reports that you hear, you know, from the coaches that were there, you know, at the senior bowl? scouting across the country, across the college football season, or is it just a game film? This is just when you put the film on tape. Is that where you should get your best read? You know, a lot of people do that, PFF, SIS, and others that look at and break down the game, Phil. Which do you think is the biggest read? That is the poll question up right now. Remember to follow me at spit and Speeds. If you want to get down this show and talk to the Spittin' Statistician, you absolutely can. The number to call is 347- 767-6614. So after that combine stuff, I'm going to tell you something. In our middle segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, okay? Yes, we know Bryce Harper hasn't fact signed just like i said he was going to if not i I thought you know there's a chance for that short money in the uh in the west coast and i said if not he's gonna wind up with philadelphia he's gonna wind up just over the machado number just over the jean carlos stanton 325 million for you know total value and that's exactly what happened all right he went 330 million um but i'm gonna kind of give you my uh you know, stable genius hat in the middle segment because everyone's talking about the pace of play in Major League Baseball, you know, and we're talking about, like, uh, pitching changes and, and 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 bullpen carts and mound visits and intentional walks. I'm going to tell you where the real culprit for the pace of play is, okay? I'm going to tell you the real reason as to why Major League Baseball has a pace of play problem. We'll get into that on this episode of The Freestyle. And then, listen, we're going to put the fun in functional sports content, okay? For my Stats Over Cypher people, listen, we are doing a bracket Okay, now that the, uh, it has turned to March, we are doing a bracket, and we'll unveil the bracket. I'm doing a lot on Make It Rain, the morning show. We want to get your take on it as well, so we'll have some fun with that. And I got to tell you why Snoop Dogg is looking for values now for the Lakers. So we'll get into that as, uh, as well. All right, but let's start here with the combine. Remember, I got that poll question up just in case you want to vote. Is it combine stats, the scouting reports, or the game film, what what uh, you know you think what you want your team at least to prioritize when evaluating scat, uh, prospects out there, and of course, big shout out to everybody. Listen, Jilly Dilly says I'm right. It is 365. Um. Oh wow, Jilly Dilly, says your friend's husband represents Bryce Harper. Does that mean Jilly Dilly, your friend's Harper, uh, your friend's boy, uh, husband is Scott Boris? Are you friends with Scott Boris, wife, Jilly Dilly? Um. If you are, if so, Jilly, hit me up. You know how to do so. Direct message me, tweet me. Text me. If you, are fr- if you are friends with Scott Boris's wife, uh, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. Uh, I want her to get me to talk to Scott Boris. But big ups to the real deal. Stats over Beach Cypher. Of course, Strong Style, Jilly Dilly, Mendo, Bruce, Brian C. In the building, if any of y'all want to talk to me. Uh, Jilly Dilly, give me a holler. If, in fact, you are friends with Scott Boris's wife. All right. You know. Oh, um, uh, I see. Okay. So it's it's like. Yeah, Scott Boris is like the front man, right? So he's saying it's the whole team. I got you. But in any event, if anybody wants to get down, the number to call is 347-767-6614. All right, here's what we got to say about the NFL Combine. First of all, as it relates to Kyler Murray, and this is, the number one, this is the number one story. This is the number one pick, in my opinion. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Arizona Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray number one overall. Cliff Kingsbury basically told you so. It is a scheme fit. It is a system fit. I'm telling you right now, guys, Kyler Murray is going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Why? And, and, and this um, weekend, when he measured at 5'10", like, and an eighth, And 205 pounds means he put on about 15 pounds of water weight right before the combine. And I know people are worried about this. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why I'm not. 2019, the NFL is evolving. It's a different game. Okay, Joe Flacco actually had the most batted passes at the line of scrimmage this year. Not Baker Mayfield, not Russell Wilson, not Drew Brees. And here's the thing. What you want your quarterback to do is be available. All right. So the question is, is Kyler Murray this kind of guy who can avoid the hit like Russell Wilson? Or the guy who can't, like RG3? And history would suggest that because he's a baseball player, then he has this ability to slide and avoid the kind of be agile in the pocket, that he's gonna be just fine. Okay. This is not about yes, shorter, you can't, it's hard to see over the offensive line and stuff like that. But think about the game these days. Remember, they are taking the college game, the spread offense, okay? The mobile quarterback. And here's the other thing. A lot of these big quarterbacks that we talk about, they get hurt. Carson Wentz. Everybody thought Carson Wentz was like when him and Goff were coming out, people were like, oh, Goff is a frail guy. Carson Wentz, big strapping, young Dakota tough guy. And it's been Carson Wentz that's gotten banged up. You know, you never know uh, where the injury bug is going to hit. I think Kyler Murray actually represents what is new and the, the new way in the NFL these days. Look at Baker Mayfield. Look at Russell Wilson. Look at Deshaun Watson. Okay, look at even a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. All right, this is what we're talking about. You don't need the track speed necessarily, okay? You need the awareness and the agility within the pocket. So I think Kyler will do just fine. And the fact that now he is over 200 pounds and over 5'10 means that it's not unprecedented. So a GM is not like, you know, risking their job by going ahead and drafting a kid like Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to go number one overall. I think Josh Rosen, we're now hearing reports that Josh Rosen is on the trading block, okay? That Josh Rosen may only get back a third-round pick. I think he's worth more than a third-round pick. I I think he could be a second-round pick. I think, listen, Tyrod Taylor got traded for a third-round pick last year. Josh Rosen deserves more than that. Why? Because he's only like 22 years old. And there's a lot of upside still. I think there's a lot of teams that if they could use a uh, second or a third-round pick or some kind of combination of the two, but they should be very interested in Josh Rosen, okay? Kingsbury said he wants uh, Murray. I think it's going to happen. Relationships matter in the NFL, okay? Look no further than one of the other reports that we heard already since I last to- spoke to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. The fact that, as I've been telling you, Nick Foles is going to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It kind of came out today. That Nick Foles is uh, going to sign with Jacksonville. I told you about that. Why? Not only is he the game manager, blah, 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 but the relationship with former quarterback coach John Filippo. I've been saying this for weeks. In 2017, when Big D Nick took the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl after Wentz got hurt, it was John Filippo, which was his uh, quarterback's coach. That is the same man that's now the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. They know each other. Relationships matter. I think that Kingsbury has always wanted Kyler Murray. Now he has a chance to get him. He's going to do so. All right? So the question is, where will Josh Rosen go? I think places, I think there's a few places that are interesting. I think this could be a kind of guy for John Elway in Denver. I think this could be a kind of guy for Gruden in Washington. They're talking about Miami. What are they going to do with Tannehill? Listen, if you were in the market for a first-round quarterback last year, like Miami was going to trade up. Or a first-round pick to draft a kid like Rosen. And now you can get him in the second round? It's worth it. All right? And I think that's the way it's going to go down. All right? And then there's going to be a little bit more musical chairs. Guys like Keenum. Guys like Tannehill. But there's not a lot of people that still need quarterbacks. All right? We talked about Washington. We talked about Miami. It looks like everybody's pegging now Haskins. To go number six to the New York Football Giants. We talk about Foles to Jacksonville. Not many places left. All right? Maybe Washington goes and drafts a kid like Drew Locke, number 15 overall. If they need to. But there's not many places left. All right? So keep an eye out on that. And that's why I say that this draft is really, really deep in front seven talent. That's where your bread is buttered in this one. Jer T, I see you, brother man. I see you, brother man, J.R.T. J.R.T. always in the building. This is T with me at 6 p.m. T was with me at 6 a.m. today. All right, over there, i make it rain, 6 to 9 a.m. I know it's early for a lot of you, but J.R.T. is making it happen. Why wouldn't the Giants bring in Rosen instead of drafting Haskins? I don't think they think Rosen's the guy. I think they really do like Haskins, J.R.T. I understand what you're saying. Why can't they trade a second-round pick for Rosen, then with number six overall, get one of these beasts like a Montez Sweat? right? I hear you, but I think they think Haskins is that dude. Remember, Rosen, the jury is still out on Rosen, and a lot of people don't like what they see out of Rosen, both in terms of uh, him, like I said, this mobility, this idea of the 2019 quarterback, and also the way he rubs people. I think the Giants believe in Haskins, and I think they're going to make him the heir apparent. Um, that's just i mean mendo thinks that rosen is better than haskins though mendo bruce out there so we we'll, we shall see they're, they're an option as well but i think they're standing there and i think they get their guy in haskins personally all right but listen what i was saying is that this this draft is very very deep in the front seven okay we've we've heard about nick bozo we've heard about quentin williams we've heard about josh allen okay but there were other people as well all right um I got Sean Angle down there in the fantasy pit of misery letting me know that we got a little bit of time until break. How are we going to do it? All right, and and so I have enough, a lot of time with the stats over beat Cypher. We still got a good four or five minutes until break. It's all love. Um, But there was tons of defensive front seven talent. We know about these kids, right? But we know about the kids at the top. But some guys at the at the combine blew them away. I was telling you about Rashawn Gary. I didn't know as an interior lineman he was going to run a four five eight. I told you about Montez Sweat. This dude lined up and ran a 4-4-1-40. is faster than Odell Beckham. There's a ton of other guys that you're going to be able to get in this draft. I've heard uh, Mc, uh, McShay say 11 defensive linemen may go in this draft in the first round. Okay? So if you want to get your pass rusher guy... You have a chance, or more more importantly, if you are the Jets or you are a team that wants to trade down, if you are a team that wants to entertain the idea of one of these teams trading up to get a quarterback and trade down, you're going to still be able to get a stud at defensive line in this draft. If you're high up in the draft, one of the bottom teams in the league, you can use your second round pick on getting a stud defensive lineman this year. Okay, and that is really what we saw. We see these guys and they don't necessarily have a position anymore. Are they an edge rusher? Are they a linebacker? Are you a safety? You are just a playmaker with a size, speed, power combination and defenses will figure out where to put you. Okay, the days of, you know, the inside line to um, the inside linebacker to stop the run. The Tequillo Spices of the world are done. They just want athletes defensively that can get pressure, make plays. We've been talking about it for the last better part of the last year. Defensive football is now just about making plays. Guys that can put pressure on the quarterback, guys that can make you know the splash play against these crazy offenses, and there is no shortage of, of them. But here's what I would say, and this goes back to the poll question. I, I think you gotta look at the game film. Like Rashad Gary... Looks like a man-child, but only three or three-and-a-half sacks in the Big Ten disappeared against better competition, okay? When you got other guys, Ed Oliver, you know, out of Houston, owning games. Uh, guys in LSU, I forget, the, the linebacker, uh, White, owning games. Give me the production as opposed to the underwear Olympics, okay? That's what I voted for in that poll question. Give me the game film. 67% of you agree with me. 20% say scouting reports. 13% say the Combine. Here's what I also want to tell you. And, Sean, let, let me let you know, guys, in the, um, in the chat room, let me know what you think is worse. Sean Angle, let me, let me, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Sean, check this out. Three different players were asked different questions at the Combine. Okay, so, Sean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know what these things are. Then I want to get your take on it, and then we'll hear what the Stats Over Cypher has to say on the other side of the commercial break, okay? Are you with me, Sean?
1: I am right here. All right,
0: Sean, Chris Boyd, who's a cornerback for Texas, okay, University of Texas Longhorns. Get ready for this. You ready for this, uh, Sean? Yeah, yeah, let's Chris
1: go. Chris
0: Boyd was asked in the interviews, you know, and a lot of times they ask you about the X's and O's and stuff like that, you know, can you do play calls or even things that will try and throw you off. Sean, Chris Boyd, he was asked just straight up if he had both testicles. What? Yeah, see, exactly. They asked him in the interview, do you have both of your balls? Wow. Wow is right. Like, that's pretty crazy, right? That's a crazy question. How, do you, how would you respond to that, Sean?
1: Uh, I'd be like, I totally do have both of them. I balls. totally
0: do, man. I totally I'm a guy. do. I have my balls. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wonder if that's the answer they were looking for. I'll tell you the answer they were looking for after the break. But also, check this out Lonnie Johnson, Sean, from the University of Kentucky. They asked him to get into a staring contest with the guy. So they just sat there in a staring contest for about uh, like a minute and a half. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And Drew Locke was asked about him cheating on a ninth grade math test. They dug up info. They knew he cheated on a ninth grade math test. Sean, when we come back, I wanna know what you think was the craziest of those three. It's fantasy freestyle. A year's worth with the spitting statistician, come on back. I don't know what this world is coming to. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle. With your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal and already. Episode 365. A full year of Fantasy Freestyle. I got my man Sean Angle in for the Danny in for Danny Auto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Thanks so much to Shawnee Angle. making it happen or else we wouldn't have been able to have a year's worth of fantasy freestyle. If you want to holler, the number to call is 347-767-6614. I got Jer T. and Mendo Bruce in the chat room. They both think that Josh Rosen would actually be a better long-term quarterback and franchise arm than, say, Dwayne Haskins. All right? And that's that's what, say... What some teams may have to consider, specifically the New York Giants, maybe the Washington football team, maybe the Miami Dolphins. OK, it won't be the Jacksonville Jaguars because Jacksonville has signed Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is listen. Nick Foles is not like the fantasy quarterback you want. Remember, that team is still going to be running and defense. I do think it's good for a guy like Leonard Fournette because at least they'll have a professional at quarterback. All right. So I do think it's good for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense because they won't necessarily have, you know, short fields to play with all the time now that Blake Bortles is not doing that Bortles service for them. All right. But in any event, so Sean, we were talking about some of the crazy questions that kids get asked. So what do you think, Sean? Chris Boyd getting asked if he has both of his nuts. Uh, Lonnie Johnson getting asked to be in a staring contest. This was by the Seattle Seahawks, asked him about that. Lonnie Johnson or a team that dug into Drew Locke's past and realized that he cheated on a ninth grade math test and asked him about that. What do you think is the craziest question? Listen, you're like a 20-year-old you know, like kid. You're coming out of college. You think this is going to be about you know, running the 40 and doing the bench press and stuff like that. Then they get you in a room. You think, oh, okay, this is going to be about me breaking down game film or talking about like, how much I love football. And they ask you if you got gotten both nuts. What do you think about that, Sean?
1: I do think that out of those three storylines yeah. the, nut, the nutty question here Is probably the most unusual one for me it's, it's the one that I wouldn't see coming If I was in his position here too You look back towards the story Where uh, they find out you're cheating in ninth grade Well who cares Most right. people cheat in school anyway And yeah. then you talk about a staring contest Well it's unexpected yes But it could be fun Okay, this just is true? The, the testicular question here That's the real <laughs> unexpected one That you just would not see coming at all
0: fair enough so my man sean angle says and i love how he says that it, it is the testicular question around chris boyd the defensive back out of texas i think he's got them both but here's the thing sean They're just trying to get you off guard. You know, they're just trying to see how you react when you're put in an uncomfortable situation. I don't think it's about the question itself. It's about how you react when you're uncomfortable. Because in the NFL, uh, in the road crowd or, or when you just got burned or when something happens, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. And it's about how you can hold your composure and how you can respond when you're thrown off. So that's what I think these questions are really about, Sean, you know?
1: That is true. That's very true, especially because all the time you go into football games, you might be put into compromising positions whenever uh, it can come up. So you just got to be ready for anything, and that's something they try to teach these kids at this level.
0: Yep, absolutely. That's Sean Angle uh, holding it down there in the fantasy pit of misery this week. In for Danny Otto. Danny Otto a little under the weather. Well, listen, it's been statisticians under the weather. I'm sniffling. I'm coughing. I'm still here. Danny Otto, like it's nice that you get a little sick day and all. But, uh, you know, brother, man, I, I'm posting for work. It don't matter. We'll see Danny Otto back here next Monday uh, as we do a leap year of the Fantasy Freestyle. We got some fun stuff planned for when Danny Otto gets back. We appreciate, though, Sean Angle in the building, hooking it up, letting you know that the testicular question is a little bit too much. I got to tell you about another guy, though, that I saw at the Combine. Everybody's talking about, you know, Montez Sweat. And everyone's talking about DJ Metcalf, who blew people away, by the way. DJ Metcalf running a sub 4440 at 220-pound wide receiver. This dude is chiseled. This dude is cut. The only question, he's a beast. The only question is, is he the physical freak that a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson are going to be? Or is he the physical freak that like a David Boston is going to wind up? And if you're like Speeds, I don't remember David Boston exactly. All right. So we shall still see. But DK Metcalf certainly earned himself some money with a big time performance. And I will say this cameras then caught him getting emotional as he called his mom after he knew he blew it out the water in the combine. And I gotta give him props for that. Okay. Shows that he's invested. He he did make money. He it was a life changing event when he put up that kind of 40 time, when he showed what he could do. He will get drafted. Um, you know, I believe in the first round now. Um, in the first round of the NFL draft. And so, you know, big shout out to him. But the guy I want to talk to you about is Tyree Jackson. All right. We heard about even Noah Font who's a uh, tight end, who ran a 4-5. These defensive linemen who went off. DK Metcalf, who went off. All right. I want to talk about Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson is a quarterback from the University of Buffalo. Small school quarterback. Okay. Point number one. Small school quarterback. He's known as raw, okay? He's known as being a raw quarterback. Point number two, raw quarterback from a small school. But I will say, at his small school, he dominated. He had a huge year, and he brought his program, Buffalo, back to relevancy, okay? He, like, turned their program around. So successful, but raw and small school. Everyone loves this kid's arm, though, okay? He could throw it through a barn. So arm talent, raw, arm talent, small school. This guy ran a 4 five, nine, second fastest among 40 times, uh, 40 times among quarterbacks last weekend. Four five nine 9 in the 40. The only one who was fast was Trace McSorley, McSorley out of Penn State. So athletically gifted. Rocket for an arm. Small school. Raw prospect. So far, this reminds me Of a quarterback we were talking about last year. Last year, remember, small school, raw talent, arm, incredible, uh, athletic talent running the 40. Reminds me a lot about Josh Allen that we heard about last year from Wyoming. Small school, Wyoming, Buffalo. Check, check. Crazy arm talent. Check, check. Turn the programs around. Check, check. Athleticism. Check, check. So here's my question. Why is Josh Allen, why was Josh Allen viewed and ultimately got all the way up to the first round? Meanwhile, Tyree Jackson, oh, I didn't tell you, by the way, yet about Tyree. Tyree Jackson is 6'7", 250 pounds. And he ran a 4.59. Let me say that again. 6'7", 250 pounds. We're talking tall, bigger than Cam Newton. Why is he not talked about like Josh Allen? Small school, just the same. Raw prospect, just the same. Josh Allen got all the way up to the Buffalo Bills in the first round last year. Now, I don't think Tyree Jackson will, but here's what I will say. If you are an aspiring or new or young quarterbacks coach or a new offensive coordinator, someone who's looking to make your mark. And this year, we've already heard it's not the best quarterback draft outside of Kyla Murray, outside of Dwayne Haskins, outside of Drew Locke. I think the kid Finley from NC State is going to be a a kid to watch as well. Remember that name, Ryan Finley, I believe, out of NC State. This kid looks pro-ready to me okay? He's got the stature of a quarterback, got the arm of a quarterback, has the anticipatory throws of a quarterback, was productive in a big-time school as a quarterback. This kid, Ryan Finley, I think can step in right away. I think he's a better prospect than Daniel Jones out of Duke, all right? But I digress. There's some other prospects, right? The kid out of Auburn, Stitham. I talked to you about McSorley, Jake Browning out of Washington. And this guy, Tyree Jackson, why, if you were a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator, why would you not take your shot with this kid? He has the more raw, raw talent. He's the, the clay to mold. i take my shot with this kid over, uh, over Browning, over McSorley, over Stitham. You know, this is a guy you can make a name off of. All right. And I just I wonder, as I rub my hand down my face for complexion purposes, why Tyree Jackson is known as like uh like a day three kind of prospect. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, same small school, same gaudy stats, same raw prospect, same arm talent. Josh Allen rose to be all the way up to a top 10 pick. All right, so someone's going to take a chance on Tyree Jackson, and I think that needs to be noted as well here. Um, but I, I'd ask you guys, what do you think is the biggest factor? Right now you guys are still sticking with the game film as the biggest one. All right, so you know, I want to change over a little bit, talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. You know, obviously the biggest things that happened since we last spoke to Decipher. The first one is this Bryce Harper deal, 13 years 330 million dollars i said this is the way it was going to go down if he didn't take the short money on the west coast but here's my thing i don't know if this is a good fit there is a no trade clause there is no player options there's no outs here looks like he's going to be a philly until he's 39 years old until the year 2031 and i know sometimes at the back in the contracts people waive their no trade clause stuff like that but i don't know if this is a good fit if when you take the big deal and you're not in a place that you love it could sometimes go south a la Robinson Cano, a la, you know, the Giancarlo Stanton first deal, you know, when he was in Florida, I always say, you got to go where you're happy. You know, we've been talking about this so much over the last couple of weeks with the Machado deal, how I had the poll question, is it the, the annual contract money, the total value of the contract, the city, the quality of the team? You know, when you make a decision just based purely off money, which is clearly what Bryce Harper and his agent Scott Boris, and as Jilly Dilly wants to tell me, his main man, Michael Fiore, right? As their team, you know, kind of made that decision that they were going to try to set a new high watermark for player contracts in North American sports. And they did at $330 million. But When you're making your decisions based purely off of money, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, and one of the things I want to say, we talked about it on Make It Rain, is Gabe Kapler is the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's a moneyball guy. He goes by the stats. He goes by the tendencies. He goes by the war. And Bryce Harper is not a moneyball kind of player. Bryce Harper swings from the hip. Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper struck out like over 100 times last year. Bryce Harper is not an OBP kind of guy. So I wonder, what happens if he starts striking out a bunch? What happens if Bryce Harper's hitting 230? in June with a front office and a manager that cares about, you know, getting on base run expectancy. Don't get me wrong in that ballpark. You know, I think Bryce Harper as a lefty is going to wind up with 45, home runs this year, but I wonder if he'll be happy there. And that's something you really got to keep an eye on when you're going to be locked in there for 13 years. Sean, Sean, Sean Angle, Who's here? Sean, you're in your what? You're in your 20s, right?
1: That is correct.
0: Do you know where you're going to be 13 years from now?
1: No idea. No exactly. idea,
0: right? Like, yeah. I think it's weird for these players that sign off where they're going to be 8, 9, 10, 13 years from now. And now he's got a no trade clause. He's got no options. What happens if it doesn't go well? You know, and then he's going to be locked in. I like the other way, the short money way. Get another bite at the apple when you're 28, 29 years old. It's not like he wasn't going to have money. You know what I mean? If he signed a three-year deal, it's not like he wasn't going to get paid $35 million a year. Some crazy nonsense like that. So could it go well? Are the Phillies looking like a big-time contender in the National League? Absolutely. Not only do they get Bryce Harper, they get JT Real Muto, they get Gene Segura, they get Andrew McCutcheon, they get, you know, Robertson to close. They have a young, a young arm in Nola. They have a young stud in Hoskins. They have Arietta there. I get it. They look prime. I think they could use another arm, another starter. But yes, but what if it doesn't go well? That's what I'd be worried about. And the other story I got to talk to you about, in Major League Baseball at least, is uh, this idea of Clayton Kershaw. And this is an exact, another reason of why 13, 10 year, seven year deals are not on the table for these guys anymore. Clayton Kershaw, who as of like two years ago, everyone thought was ridiculous and indestructible, was ticketed to be the best pitcher of all time. Now he's got shoulder issues. He had, yeah, he was on the DL last year also. You know, I'm literally seeing, I'm literally seeing, uh, you know, Mike Clevenger go ahead of Kershaw in drafts. I'm seeing uh, Walker Buehler go ahead of him in draft. I'm seeing Zach Wheeler go ahead of him in drafts. I'm seeing Jose Berrios go ahead of him in drafts. Why? Because people think that Clayton Kershaw is not going to get to 150 innings this year. Count me among them. Okay? Shoulders at this part of the season, that is not good news. You do not want to hear about that sort of thing. All right? Um, and I think that is a big-time issue to look at moving forward all right i don't think clayton kershaw is healthy he's certainly not healthy now if you're this is you're supposed to be in the best shape of the year right now you're supposed to feel 100 percent. you're supposed to be 35 years old and say you haven't felt this good since you were in your late 20s that's what you're supposed to be saying right now that is not the case with clayton kershaw okay and that's the problem all right big shout out to my men out there in the chat room deep east texas outfitters llc C. They're saying they love the freestyle dilly dilly all right? Get that out of your mouth quick, though. Deep East Texas Outfitters. Yo, send me something. Y'all already know about this. Y'all, Stats Overbeat Cypher, y'all know. I be wrecking the road aware wear all the time. Shout out to my man, Kenneth Cashman. So, Deep East Texas Outfitters. If you got something for outfitters for me to outfit me in, what's good? If you love the freestyle, I got you. Dilly dilly to y'all. Dr. Andrew Tran as well. Y'all through Sabe out there as well. All right. Um, so I was on that Clayton Kershaw and I think it's a problem. And that's why another reason why you can't have these crazy long contracts. All right. I think it's a problem. Listen, I was going to get into something else. We'll see if we have time on the other side of the break. I'm going to tell you something. There is a great piece out of 5:38 right now talking about the real culprit of pace of play. It is not mound visits, it's not pitch clocks, it's not intentional walks, it's not all that stuff. The real issue is foul balls. I'm going to get into it a little bit deeper another time, but I'm telling you, foul balls are up in Major League Baseball. Okay, foul balls are up 12% in the last 20 years. Plate appearances are now going four pitches instead of three and a half pitches, okay? And in 2017, for the first time, there were more foul balls than balls in play, Okay? And there are more reasons why there's more foul balls. Pitchers are better. Specialization is better. And there's one other big-time reason. Maybe I'll tell you about it on the other side of the break, but check it out. There are more foul balls than ever before, so at-bats are going longer than ever before. Okay? Foul balls are the reason that Major League Baseball has a pace of play and a long game problem. I'll tell you more about this, either on the other side of the break or on the next freestyle, because I think it's interesting, okay? It's Pitchers are getting better. All right? So high velocity is happening. Movement's happening. The specialist, the lefty specialist, people are just trying to stay alive and at bats. They're fouling more off, okay? And ballparks have a lot less foul ground than they used to, okay? There's literally something. Foul outs went down from uh, 10 years ago, 4,700, down to only 3,200 in 2016. Okay, those pop foul pop ups, those are now all foul balls extending at bats. I'm gonna get more into this because I got quotes from players and all sorts of other reasons and how how we could potentially change the game. But but we're up against the break. Here's what I want you to do as we head out to break, Sean. I want you to put up the make it rain hater aid brackets. Okay, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the new brackets here. Um, as we turn to March The Spittin' Statistician is going to detail them on Fantasy Freestyle And of course on Make It Rain Sean if we could put that up on the feed We got the Make It Rain Hater Brackets Things That We Hate We'll put it up now so you guys can see it as we go into break And then as we come out And we'll talk with my man Sean Angle about what he hates the most That's what we are trying to decide It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Spittin' Statistician, Stable Genius And Vocal Minority We'll get to the Make It Rain Hater Brackets When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle A year's worth Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah. How many of us have friends. I consider my. I consider uh, Stats Overbeat Cypher my friends. And we've been together for a year of freestyle, okay? With Speech Boy, the spitting Statistician, the Stable Genius, and Vocal Minority. I'm getting hit up by Jilly Dilly as we speak. Apparently, you know, she ain't messing around. She goes and hollers at the wife of the guy right away. And, uh, you know, we got some news on, on him. I, I said it before. Listen, that in the back end of that deal, you know, people waive their no trade clause all the time. You know, people work things out later on in that deal if it doesn't go well. But I just, I wonder, I hope it's a good fit because honestly, they had that deal on the table for a while and it looked like Bryce Harper was looking for something else. You know, he was looking for someone else maybe on the West Coast to try and take some money and throw some money at him. It never happened. And so we wound up spending getting the $330 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. I just hope it works out because if not, you're locked in for a long, long time. We got Sean Angle down there in the fantasy pit of misery Um, he doesn't know where he's going to be 13 years from now. I don't know where I'm going to be 13 years from now and I'm in my late thirties. Okay. You know, I, am a little bit more grounded. I hope I'm just still here. You know what I'm saying? As we hear news, unfortunately of Luke Perry, uh, passing away today at the age of 52. Okay. So in 13 years, that's what I'm going to be, you know, pretty much I'll be almost 52. Um, so, you know, shout out, rest in peace. Shout out to Luke Perry, um, rest in power after a heart attack or stroke, member of 90210 fame. But we keep it moving here with the Stats Over Beats Cypher as we put the fun and functional sports content. All right, Shawnee Angle, are you ready? All right. Let's so, Sean, let's put, up the, let's put up those brackets so everybody on the YouTube chat and out there can see what we do. it? We got four regions, okay? We have sports hate, transportation hate, significant other hate, and technology hate. We started today, Sean, with technology hate. Okay, we started in our first poll, and we're doing this on Make It Rain. Our first poll was what do you hate more, Sean? Bots and trolls, or having to remember your logins and passwords? It's on, you know, on the computer. What do you hate more?
1: Between those two things in particular, bots and trolls. Why is that? Bots and trolls, just because, well, trolls are made just to mess with you. And sure, there is the expression, don't feed the trolls. Yes. But. In the end, trolls could still end up bothering you just like bots can. Passwords, yeah, sure, you can end up making lots of passwords because lots of websites out there ask for them, and you just have to remember every single one. Right. And sure, that can be annoying, but at least it's not something that uh, – hmm. it isn't going to really just annoy you to the point where you want to punch somebody through the Well, computer. I
0: disagree with you, brother. I hate all these login and passwords, and why? I put my first one in, if it says I'm incorrect, I'm like, oh, hell – Because now I don't know what I'm going to do anymore, you know, because I only have like two passwords for everything. But okay, for you, bots and trolls, for me, it was remembering passwords. In the technology hate region, we also have social media beef versus when streams pause to buffer. What do you hate more, Sean?
1: Easily when streams buffer. Okay, that's why
0: it's the one seed. Tell me why
1: just because when your streaming is buffering, say, for example, you're watching something, you look forward to this. I hear like you. You go, oh, finish your long work day, sure. and you have yourself like an entertaining show like, say, The Office for you. Or like
0: Office. Fantasy Freestyle.
1: Yeah, Fantasy Freestyle. There you, go. Yeah, there you go. But then you end up not watching it just because right. the connection is crappy or there's something wrong and going on. Yep. There's okay. no way past that sometimes, and it's just annoying to really deal with. Where okay. social media beef... As, l- if, as long as you yourself are not involved in it, you could actually kind of just sit there and laugh at it, depending on the context.
0: Yeah? I guess that's true. Okay, so you have when streams, buffer, and bots and trolls in the technology hate region. Let's go over to transportation, okay? Top right region. Okay, we're going to be putting these polls up on Make It Rain, on Fantasy Freestyle, follow me at Spit and Speeds as we move along, giving you a taste of the Make It Rain hater madness 2019. Sean, what do you hate more? When people cut you off? Or kids being loud, like on the subway or on the bus?
1: Uh, Both of these are actually pretty annoying, but if I have to go with one, I'm going with kids being loud. Really? That's the one I've actually dealt with more, especially when I used to go to school. Yeah. I used to always deal with these large groups of kids. Yeah, I know. I would always, not just be loud, but like block the... Exactly, lane, and they feel, feel so the
0: entitled like that. Like people, people are trying to get off and on in the door. You know, people think everyone needs to hear their damn conversation. I agree, kids being loud really sucks.
1: It really does. Smell. All
0: right, what else though? Um, people being slow in the left lane or people that really smell on the train or bus?
1: Uh, for me, it depends on the context, okay. but more so, I would say smelly people on the train or yeah, bus. Yeah, smelly people. Just because if you end up going on a very long train or bus ride that lasts, like, say, 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. you're going to be stuck dealing with that. Whereas and are you If you do, go with slow people in the left lane, however, yeah. you only deal with that for maybe just a few seconds or a minute. And Sean, you're if you're,
0: you're on the that. subway and someone really smells bad, and you have a seat, though, on the subway, and it's a crowded train, but you have a seat, and someone smells really bad, are you... Getting off, moving to the next car, getting away from that person, giving up your seat just to get away from the smell?
1: It's kind of tough to pinpoint it, especially because other sorts of factors can happen, too. Like, say, for example, somebody could go and be like, it's showtime! Showtime! And then just People outside of New
0: York have no idea what we're talking about right now, Sean. (laughs) If you're in the chat room, let me know if you know what we're talking about here on the subway. All right? Um... Because if you haven't been to the New York City subway system, Showtime is the worst thing on earth. Sean doesn't drive. I hear you, Mendo Bruce. But still, he could be in a car where people cut him off. But, okay, but, uh, Sean, so you're going with smelly people on the train and kids being loud
1: Yep. so far. Okay.
0: Let's go on over to significant other hate. What do you hate more, Sean? Significant other snoring or their whack friends and family?
1: Hmm. This one's actually kind of a tough one for me. But because snoring, of course, yeah, that can be annoying. Sure can. But uh, whack friends and family, yeah, that's hard to fix too. Yeah, At you can't fix
0: that. At least you can try and fix the snoring. You can't fix it if they got whack friends and family.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna go with whack friends and family okay. on this one. And
0: and in significant other realm, do you hate more their quirky habits, like you know whatever that may be, that's kind of weird and quirky, or when you wind up in like you're just in a fight for no reason, you don't even know how you got there? Because I hate that
1: oh yeah i'm going with fights for no reason here i'm definitely not the sort of person to try and get involved in fights if i can help sure 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 but as for quirky habits well quirky habits can also make somebody kind of interesting and even if you have quirky habits yourself or myself even too which everybody has their own quirky habits let's admit it of course but uh yeah it could just make a person uh more interesting and uh Really, I don't see it as a big problem. Yeah, I so like I fought,
0: that. I like so so that. An assets-based, no yeah. the strength-based approach with my man Sean Angle, even when it comes to the quirky habits of a partner. Um, Sean, in, in, in um, sports hate, what do you hate more? Big-time dynasties like the Patriots or the Yankees or whatever it is, the dynasties, or huge salaries?
1: Uh, between these two, I am gonna go with huge salaries a yeah. little bit more.
0: You think the salaries are out of control here in sports? You don't like it when you see Bryce Harper signing for three hundred thirty million dollars, Manny Machado signing for three hundred million dollars, Arenado signing for two hundred sixty million dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, That okay. definitely is. Uh, I buy that. that's on my gears a little bit. Whereas dynasties and evil empires, I mean, most sports usually have that. Yeah, sometimes once it's in good to have a foil. Yeah, especially it also breeds underdogs. It breeds mm-hmm. competition. And it breeds more interest in the game, too, especially when you see there's a worthy competitor out there that could go and take down said dynasties okay. or evil empires in a league, too. Right. It drives up interest.
0: What do you hate more in sports, tanking or backdoor covers? When you think you have it, and all of a sudden at the very end, you know, this team gets a meaningless touchdown or a meaningless bucket and still and beats you in the point spread. Which do you hate more, tanking or backdoor covers? <clears throat>
1: This is this one's kind of a tough one for me because both of these can be pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, but do you have an answer?
1: Uh, I am going to say that uh, tanking, tanking, just, just because when yeah. a team intentionally plays bad, yeah, that that can make for a less entertaining game.
0: Yep, I hear you. Okay, listen, we're going to get into the rest of Sean Angle's brackets as we find out what Sean Angle hates the most. All right, right after, uh, I want to tell you, I want to, uh, with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, I wanted to let you guys know of an incredible story that I saw. We're talking about all these kids, you know, at the Combine, college students getting ready to go to the NFL, and check this out, Sean, Tory ha- Tony Harris, Tony Harris signed a letter of intent accepting a scholarship to Central Methodist University in Missouri, okay, Tony Harris. Guess why this is news, Sean? Don't worry, I will tell you. It is newsworthy because the Tony I'm talking about, it's spelled with an I at the end, and she is a woman. She is not just any woman, okay? She is now the first female football player at a skill position, okay? She's not even just playing kicker, okay? She is going to play, I think she's a defensive back. She played wide receiver and cornerback at high school in Michigan, all right. She played at East Los Angeles Community College in California for the last two seasons, and she's now transferring to D2, sc- um, an NI- NI- NAIA school in Kansas. Okay. Um, she, was offered a, she was offered a scholarship already. She's 5'7, 164 pounds. Okay. And she, her goal, she says, is ultimately to get to the NFL. But how about that, Sean? The first ever non kicker female. In college football, Tony Harris. Big shout-out to Tony Harris. I wanted to make sure the stats overbeat Cypher heard about this. Tony Harris signing a letter of intent to play for Central Methodist University in Missouri, non-kicker, female in college football. Sean, what do you think?
1: That is uh, quite an incredible story to hear about. Right? i never do this before going on to this show, so uh, I'm learning something new right there. <laughs>
0: there you go. Absolutely. We tip our cap. We say dilly-dilly to Tony Harris. We hope that she uh, – We hope that she just continues to follow her dream, you know, um, and does exactly what she wants. All right, Sean, let's get back to it here. Um, If we go back to the technology hate, you said when streams buffer and bots and trolls. So what is your most hated thing in that region? When streams buffer or bots and trolls?
1: When Streams Buffer. Okay, me. so that's
0: the one seed, right? Yep. You got When Streams Buffer taking, being in the final four for the Make It Rain uh, Hater Madness Brackets. We'll put that back up on the screen when you get a chance, Sean. When streams, when streams Buffer being your number one thing that you hate, and it was the one seed, so that makes sense. In sports hate, Sean, you have huge salaries or tanking. What do you hate more in sports?
1: Huge <laughs> salaries or tanking. Now, huge salaries is a problem, in my opinion. But tanking, though, again, when you have a team just making the overall product not as good as it could be, whether it's any sport, that also is not that good, too. So, salaries, yeah, while that's a problem, I'm going to go tanking here.
0: All right, so we have half of the Final Four set. You have tanking as the thing you hate most in sports. When streams buffer as the thing you hate most in technology. Okay, other side of the bracket, Sean, do you hate more being in a fight for no reason with your significant other or their whack friends and family?
1: I am gonna this go This is a one fight. verse two seed. I'm gonna go fights for no reason here. Okay, so you hate
0: being in fights mm. for no reason. Yeah, that's part of the worst thing about being in a relationship. All of a sudden you think everything's hunky dory, and all of a sudden you're in a fight and you don't even know why. I like I, I get that. And your transportation region, Sean, are you gonna have smelly people or kids being loud?
1: Even though uh, kids being loud is a problem, I am going to go with smelly people here. Okay. Just because the fact, you could have really, really, really good headphones in order to at least cover up some of that noise with the kids being loud, but it's hard to find a solution for smelly people.
0: Okay, Sean, so I like this. You have, I believe you have the one seed when streams buffer versus the three seed tanking. Then you have smelly people (laughs) versus... Uh being in fights for no reason. Sean, before we get to the things that you hate the most, I want to tell people in Stats Overbeat Cipher that Snoop Dogg is done with the Lakers. You've seen the Lakers losses to the Phoenix Suns, losses to the New Orleans Pelicans after playoff mode was supposed to be activated. They got 19 games left. They're like four and a half games out. They are not going to make the playoffs, and Snoop Dogg is Pissed. Snoop Dogg is listen, if you in LA and you got five dollars, you can get some seats from Snoop Dogg. Sean, let's play that clip from Snoop Dogg. I gotta let people know this is not safe for work, okay? We're streaming here on the internet where there ain't no l- rules, no laws. There will be curses in this Snoop Dogg soundbite, but he's at his wit's end with the playoff uh playoff mode, LeBron and the Lakers, who are not gonna make it to the promised land, even with King James. Sean, let's play that clip. And it's fucking terrible watching my Lakers play. Somebody gotta go. Fuck the shit. Oh no. Somebody gotta go. Elm Snoop. Matter of fact, a lot of niggas gotta go. Elam. Starting with the coach. Oh, that's Luke um, Walton. This shit ain't gonna work. He this ain't is pleased. not the LA way. Ship all them niggas out. Um, Trade them all. These motherfuckers ain't gonna do shit. Woo. hot. Get LeBron some fucking help. Because these goofballs ain't gonna do shit. They suck. They fucking suck. Him, snoop. i'm selling my fucking booth right now i got a booth for the next two years three years this year y'all can have it five dollars for the motherfucking booth to the Lakers games five twice. anybody can have it all the homies hit me blow me up right now yo snoop is not pleased mendo bruce tell it saying lebron destroys teams cleveland miami and now los angeles i agree with this listen this is all lebron throwing a, hi, a hissy fit Okay. They thought they'd be able to fleece the Pelicans. They couldn't. They were talking all that smack about how, you know, he was going to trade all these guys. Now he wants to build chemistry. Now he's talking about the distraction. Let me tell you something. Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma are playing ball. You're the one not playing defense, LeBron. You're the one that's a little bit older, LeBron. You're the one who's nagging injuries or catching up to you. You're the one who couldn't turn it on with like a light switch this year. LeBron ruined chemistry. I completely agree with Mendo Bruce in the chat room. You're right. Luke Walton was fine with it. They were building something with those kids. Then LeBron comes in, and it really messes with it. It becomes a whole other universe now, and you got even Snoop Dogg pissed off. We only got a couple of minutes left. All right, so Sean, we're down to your final four. All right. Sean, what do you hate more, Sean? Um, When streams buffer or tanking,
1: Uh, between these two, I am definitely more of a when streams buffer. Definitely. You
0: say that with conviction.
1: Yes, because it's one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm on the Internet, and I'm on the Internet a lot.
0: It sounds like it. I mean, you have when streams buffer in your finals. Okay, so out of all the things you hate, it is one of the top two, and you say, like, when you're on the Internet a lot. Okay, when streams buffer is in your finals. Okay, you have that going up against um, what do you hate more, Sean? Being in a fight for no reason or smelly people?
1: I am going to go with the fights here. Okay.
0: (laughs) So you just don't like being in a fight for no reason. You try to be a nice guy. We've talked about this before. I bet you're great in a relationship, Sean. Okay, so what is it? The finals here. What is the thing that you hate the most? Being in a fight for no reason or when streams buffer?
1: Ooh. Now, this is a tough one for me here because both of these are definitely uh, pretty high up on the list. Right. For me. I mean, they're your final. It's your <laughs> final.
0: And they're one seeds for a reason.
1: Uh, but between the two, for now, I am going to be saying when streams buffered. Well, yeah.
0: Because here's the thing when you're in a fight, at least you could try to get out of it, right? Yeah. When a stream is buffering, you're really clueless. You're really at the mercy of the damn spinning wheel, right?
1: That is totally correct.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that one. So mark it down, people. Sean Angle says that when streams buffer are the thing that he actually hates the most. If you want to make your voice heard, we're going to be doing it on Make It Rain, on Fantasy Freestyle. Uh, remember that we got the poll question up right now don't forget to follow me at Spittin' Speeds and we'll be having those polls up we'll have Danny Otto back with us next week it was great to have you though Sean as we celebrate a year of freestyle which boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician the stable genius and vocal minority to everybody out there Jilly Dilly Mendo Bruce Jeremy McMahon and the rest Jer T everybody that's out there peace and love Stats Over Beat Cypher for a year of freestyle next week we profile the NFL free agents and what playoff teams really need to look for in free agency. That's what we're going to do next week. I'll tell you more about the foul balls and uh, all the news and notes that are ready to go for next week. Leap year of Fantasy Freestyle. I'll tell you why that's important when I get to my man, Danny Auto, next week. I'm out.